we do that. But I'm reading from Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. And Jesus said here, this is part of his Sermon on the Mount, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's exactly what these children were doing here tonight. They were letting their light shine before men. And they have a little light. You remember the song, This Little Light of Mine? I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Sunday school, right? But then they've got to grow up, and they've got to make a decision for themselves to truly be converted to Christ. Some children start at a young age and live for the Lord, and, uh, and it's wonderful to see that. Others, they grow up, and they get out into the world, and they realize they need to make their own decision, first of all, to trust Jesus Christ as their own personal Savior, and that happens when the Holy Spirit sends conviction of sin and there's real sorrow for sin. And that results in a repentance, which is a change of mind. And you change your mind about what God says about your sin and what, about what God says about who we are and what we are and what we need to do. And that is that we are sinners and we're lost without Jesus Christ, that we needed a Savior. That's why God sent His Son to be born of a virgin and uh, to grow up and to become a man, to lay down His life as a sacrifice for sin, to pay for our sin with his own precious blood that he shed. And a child needs to make that decision to be truly converted to Jesus Christ. And that happens on one condition, belief, belief. I'll come back to that in just a moment. But he says, let your light so shine before men. And the Lord is talking to his disciples and to his people in Israel. And that means that no one lights a light to cover it up. And to hide that light. I'm getting a little bit older now, don't laugh, but I'm getting a little bit older now and my eyes don't work as good as what they used to and so I'm glad I've got my little light on my cell phone. Amen, that's a blessing. Um, my wife wants a little light on our keychain, you know, and you probably have one on yours and those things are awful helpful. Uh, we light lights in our driveways, around our houses, uh, around parking lots. We want the light to be seen. We don't cover it up, right? Well, as a Christian, you have a light. You need to let that shine and let it so shine before men. Don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Think of what it cost Mary to be the mother of Jesus. All of a sudden, she's, she's a spouse to a man. That's like engagement, but it's, it's different. She's a spouse. That means it's just as binding as marriage, and it, and it lasts for a year. She's a spouse, and then she's found with child, and she's a virgin. She hasn't known a man. And so now she's the talk of the town. She's in the tabloid, so to speak. She's being ridiculed. She's being shamed. She is in danger, possibly, of her husband putting her away, you know, and that being the end of their marriage, uh, or possibly being stoned to death. In those days, they would stone young ladies to death if they were found with a child outside of marriage. Not only that, but being ridiculed in her own hometown, her little uh, village that she grew up in and that she raised Jesus in, the town of Nazareth. So Mary, it cost her a lot before men. And if you let your light shine before men, and if you'll be bold and have a Christian backbone and have some constitution to you, it might cost you something. You might be ridiculed. You might be labeled as a Bible thumper. You know, of course you're not but you're just serious about your faith and you're open and you're witnessing and, and you're just letting your light shine. But you know, we don't have to, uh, 
we don't have to go around, you know, putting a, these things work, yeah, they do. We don't have to go around putting a floodlight on people, letting our light shine that way. We just got a little light. And we don't have to go around and just, you know, uh, overwhelming people with, with uh, our own, really our own effort to try to convert people. No, we just live a sincere, simple Christian life before men. And let them see how God is changing you from the inside out. Again, this happens the moment that you're born again by a simple childlike faith in Jesus Christ, that belief I was talking about. And as people see that your life has changed and you're a different person and they see Christ in you, right? The hope of glory is they see that, then they are uh, encouraged because the older you get, the more you start to think people don't change. People don't change, but they do. When people get saved, they are transformed. After a salvation experience, they are transformed from the inside out. And you need to let people see that. Don't hide your light. Children, don't hide your light. You have a little light too. And your, kid, your friends are going to see it. They'll see it at school. And sometimes you might uh, bow your head in a word of prayer and you'll hear other kids snickering and making fun of you. You might uh, bring your Bible to school or you might say something in the class about something that you've learned in Sunday school. Just let your light shine. Be the same you are here as you are everywhere else. That's what I try to do. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And here's the end result. Not that they think you're such a good person, because you know what? If you really knew everything about me, and if I really knew everything about you, you know, that the Lord knows, we'd have different opinions of one another. We have a way of kind of putting on airs. Sometimes people put on a mask when they come into a church building. And they get kind of religious acting and things like that. And that's not the Bible. That's not biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ that changes you from the inside out, transforms you. But just uh, letting your light so shine, not to put yourself up on a pedestal, because be careful of that, because you'll be knocked down, but to glorify your Father, which is in heaven. That's why He wants us to let our light shine. Amen. You know what happens when you let your light shine? you'll glorify God. You say, how does that work? We glorify God in the salvation of souls. That's what we're working for. Jesus came, and as, as he got older, he didn't stay a baby. He grew up to be a man, and he taught his disciples, my father sent me into the world to seek and to save the lost. And then he says to his disciples as he was going away, he says, as my father hath sent me, so send I you. You say, send, send us to do what? To seek and to save the lost. You say, how do we do that? Let your light shine. Just let your light shine. I've seen it happen in my own life. I've seen it happen in the lives of others, friends of mine. This is what happens. If you'll let your little light shine for the Lord and be on fire for the Lord and then get close to somebody else, just be a sign, just pointing them to Jesus. You don't have to be real vocal. Again, you don't have to turn on a floodlight and overwhelm them with it. Just live out your life sincerely. Invite them to church. That's a good thing to do. But as you get closer to other people, guess what happens? That little light of yours will shine, and it'll result in someone else coming to Christ. You take a little bit of your faith, and you share it with somebody else. And that results in now you have two people who are letting their lights 
shine for the Lord. And you know what? God looks down on that and he smiles and that glorifies him because now you have another person who's being changed for the glory of God. We'll get back to that. Now, true salvation results in a changed life. True salvation results in one Christian, one little light, wanting to be around a bunch of other little lights. When you get saved, you want to be around Christians. You're comfortable in a setting like this once you're truly converted. This is how salvation works. It's so simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. You say, what are we supposed to believe? Believe that he died for our sins, and then believe that he died for your sins. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Believe that he was buried, and believe that he rose again the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave. He, therefore, he is the Son of God. Therefore, he is able to seek and to save the lost. Therefore, God commands all men everywhere, now that Christ has risen from the grave, to repent and to believe the gospel. You say, what's repentance? Repentance is simply a change of mind, but a change of mind that causes you to turn. You're just going your own way as a, as a lost sheep. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us, of us all. You're going your own way, and you hear the gospel message. You hear that God commands all men everywhere to repent and to believe the gospel. So now you know it's a commandment from God Almighty, and you're held responsible for that. You hear it, and you repent. You say, what is that? Listen, it is not turning over a new leaf. It's not reforming your life. It's not getting a bunch of bad stuff out of your life. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop you know, cussing my wife. It's not that. You can do all those things and still miss it. It's a change of mind. You're saying you agree with the gospel. I am a sinner. Obviously, if Jesus died for my sins, he came to be my savior. Obviously, I need forgiveness and I need a savior. So you change your mind about what the Bible says. And you admit to God that I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. And carried along with that repentance... It's not just a change of mind. Now, instead of just going your own way and ignoring the gospel call and rejecting Jesus, now you're turning to God by faith. And that is repentance, turning to God. You're turning from going your own way, and you're turning to God, and there's a sorrow of heart for sin. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. So there's a sorrow of heart for sin. You realize Jesus hung on that cross. His blood was shed for my sin. He, he hung there. Uh, he was no longer a baby, but he's on a cross, and he hung there naked, wounded, and bleeding, and dying in agony, and he died paying the penalty for my sins, and he died with a love that will not stop, and a love that draws you to yourself. So as you say, I'm not going to go my w own way anymore, I'm not going to ignore the gospel call, I'm going to turn to God, place my faith 100% in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, and when you do that, that's when your light starts to shine because the bible says that we live in a dark world but listen let me give you a warning just in case you're hearing me but you're saying i don't know about about all that and just not right now preacher not right now the bible says today is the day of salvation the bible says boast not thyself of tomorrow thou knowest not what a day may bring forth the bible says that God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He just wants you to come to him just like you are. You don't have to change anything. 
You come to him empty-handed and admitting that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And you come to him, but you know, there's a lot of men this Christmas season and a lot of women, a lot of boys, a lot of girls who won't come to Christ. And this is what Jesus said. You've heard of the famous verse, John 3.16, right? Did you know what comes after it? Jesus said, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Jesus said, I didn't come here to judge you, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light, he is the original light. He said, I am the light of the world. Light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. That's why a lot of people won't come to Christ. The first time that I heard the gospel clearly and understood the first thought that went through my mind is if I come to Christ, then all those plans I have next weekend and what I'm doing with my girlfriend is wrong and I'm going to have to change. I, I just knew that instinctively. Now, I don't have to do the changing. I just knew it was going to change my life, and it does. And I just thought to myself for a split second, I don't want it. You see right there, men love darkness rather than light. But praise God... Everyone that doeth truth and cometh to the light, his deeds are made manifest, that they are wrought in God, and God will save that one. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth, believeth, that's trusting 100% in what Christ did on the cross as a payment for your sins, and you'll go to heaven. But those who refuse to repent will not believe. My final verse tonight, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Have you believed on the Son? You say, what's that mean? Believe on the Son. I remember going to my uncle's house when I was a kid. I loved going there. My uncle to this day is rejecting Jesus Christ. I gave him the gospel. He didn't want to hear it. He says I was baptized when I was younger. Baptism won't save you. It's a belief, a belief in Jesus Christ. He is salvation. Amen. Not in a thing not in an act, not in your own good merits. But I remember going out to his house, and I love going to my Uncle Ted's house. I want to see him get saved so bad. And I remember stepping out onto his pond with his ice skates. And I remember thinking, first couple of times I did it, are you sure, Uncle Ted, this is going to hold me up? Are you sure? And he'd say, yes, it's good and frozen. I can drive my car across there, get on the ice, you know? And you step out on that ice, but you're not really trusting what he said until you actually skate out there and get on the ice. That's believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. What you got to do is put your whole weight, all your trust on Jesus and just go to the cross and cling to it and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for ignoring you and rejecting you. I want to be saved. God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me for Jesus' sake. And he will. He will. He'll give you eternal life. And then your light can shine. But he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. God doesn't want you to be lost. I don't want you to be lost. Antiquity Baptist Church doesn't want you to be lost. We put on this Christmas play to be a blessing to the children and to witness to them. And we put on this Christmas play as an as a opportunity to share the gospel and to tell our little world in Racine, Ohio. 
So at this time, uh, you should have gotten a candle when you came in. And so Brother Adam is going to come and help us with a song, and somebody's going to come by and light your candle, and then let's keep them lit, okay? Keep them lit, and I have something that I want to do right at the end of this. So we'll try to be quick with this. We'll sing one verse, let's just sing one verse of Silent Night. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, just one for me, just, and just one verse. Yeah. Okay. No, maybe. Yeah, just just one verse, just because it's going to take some time to light candles. Okay. Uh oh. I'll let you share your light. I'm shaking like a leaf on a tree. It's too much coffee and too much sugar. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, just be real careful. Okay. You can sit down with that. Okay, and then we'll. Yeah. Well, maybe the first and the last. Just do the first and the last. Yeah. Is that all right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, we'll sing the first and the last. And if we could, could we have somebody turn out the lights? Maybe just leave one set on. There you go. Let's stand and we'll sing the first, I think we can get through all of them. Let's do whatever you planned on doing. Okay. I got nervous. Nervous in the service.
standing for just a moment. If I could, could I have somebody in the back turn out all of the lights? All of the lights except the candles and the Christmas lights up here. And even the closet and the, the front entrance way. There's other lights there. And then that closet back there. Now think for a moment. These are our lights. This represents spiritual light. It represents letting Christ shine through us, being Christ-like. We live in a dark world. Racine is a dark area, right? Um, we are the light of the world in the place of Jesus Christ. You understand? We reflect His light. And in this community, we have a responsibility to let our light shine. There's a lot of people who don't know Jesus. They don't know the love of God. They don't know forgiveness and eternal life and God's wonderful purpose to bring them to heaven with him. They don't understand all of that. They don't understand salvation. Now, what would happen if we didn't let our light shine? I would like the back half of the room to blow your candles out. Okay. Now, I would like this side of the room to blow your candles out. Okay. And now... I would like for this side of the room to blow your candles out. Okay. And uh, Brother Adam is a deacon at our church. Let's just suppose he decided not to let his light shine. All right. And suppose that the pastor were to fall and to have a, uh, some sort of a failure, some sort of a moral failure. Suppose I were to fall or to quit on God and not let my light shine. All right, now we can turn on the light. You would have children crying everywhere. <laughs> but I, I think the point is made, right? Could we turn on a light back there? We've got to let our light shine. And the closer we get to the Lord coming back, the darker it's going to get. I'm going to remind TJ of that when he grows up a little bit. All right. Now, I'm going to have a closing prayer, and if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's a prayer from the heart. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're calling on Him from your heart, believing from the heart now, believing from the heart that Christ died for our sins, was buried and rose again, believing that He can forgive you of all your sins, and He can. With just one drop of His blood, He could forgive everybody in this room of all of our sins. He can forgive you of your sins, and believing that from the heart, and truly desiring Christ just to be your Savior, and you're saying, I, I'm turning to you now by faith. I'm turning to you. If you'll do that during this prayer, I'll lead in a sinner's prayer, and you can trust Christ. I'd like you to let me know on the way out if you've done that, and also pray a special prayer of blessing. And uh, once again, these children did such a great job, and thank you to the workers and everybody that was involved there. Let's go ahead and pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight. 
for these folks that are here. I thank you for their patience and their kindness for uh, blessing us with their, with their attendance. And um, thank you for these children, God. And I pray for your hand, your good hand to be upon them. I pray that they'd grow up knowing you, loving you, trusting you as their Savior. And I pray, Father, tonight there might be one here that does not yet know Christ as Savior. Maybe you've touched their heart with the gospel, and they'd like to let their light shine for Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that you'd help them, that you'd open up their hearts, that they might be able to believe in Jesus. And if you'd like to be saved, if you mean it from your heart, it's not a prayer that saves you, but it's belief, it's trust in Jesus and Him alone, 100%. He will save you. He stands ready to save you tonight, and He's waiting to hear. You could pray a simple prayer, something like this. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner, and I admit that I need forgiveness, and I need a Savior. I'm coming to you the best way that I know how. I'm asking you to forgive me of all my sins. I trust Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe he was buried. I believe he rose again the third day. And with a simple childlike faith, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to be my savior. Help me to know that I'm saved from the penalty of sin. And Father, thank you for saving me. Thank you for making it so easy to become a child of God. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for everything that you suffered in agony to pay for my sins. Help me to trust you and not try to pay for my own salvation, but just to trust.